This podcast is brought to you by our patrons. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. This is your beer, liquor, and other beverage news for the week of February 8th, 2020. AB InBev, the DOJ would like to speak to you. Brewdog turns bad beer into good spirits. The Italian police have only one priority, and it's wine. And will you be lucky enough to spend $30,000 on whiskey? All this and more on Have a Drink News. Welcome to Have a Drink News, the show where we cover the week's popular news about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and let's get right into it. All right, yeah. so uh, this wasn't the story I thought it was going to be. I was like, ooh, are we going to get some like some nice, juicy like Monopoly stuff going on? No, no. no. So the U.S. Department of Justice is seeking additional information and documentation from Anheuser-Busch, InBev, and Craft Brew Alliance as the two companies work toward a planned merger that was announced last November. According to a filing this morning with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. Mmm, juicy. This agreement is subject to customary review required for similarly sized transactions, and we're continuing to cooperate with regulators on that process, a CBA spokesperson wrote in an email to Brewbound, our source. Following the announcement of the merger on November 11th, both companies filed documents on December 6th with the U.S. Federal Trade Commission and DOJ's Antitrust Division, as required under the Hart-Scott-Rodino Antitrust Improvements Act of 1976. Ah, yeah. yes. The Hart-Scott-Rodino Antitrust Improvement Act of 1976. It's my third favorite <laughs> antitrust act of in American politics. According to Form 8K, filed today <laughs> by the CBA with the CEC, or SEC, AB withdrew Look, the... I don't know what college basketball has to do with this. <laughs> I've always wondered that. AB withdrew those documents and refiled them on January 6th, prompting the DOJ's February 5th request for additional information referred to as the second request, or WTF. <laughs> uh, the effect of the second request is to extend the waiting period imposed by the HSR Act until 30 days after the company and ABC have substantially compiled or complied with the second request unless that period is extended voluntarily by the parties or terminated sooner by the DOJ. According to the Form 8K, both parties intend to continue to work cooperatively with the DOJ in its review. The deal, Yeah, because both, co both companies want this to happen. Yeah. Uh, the deal is expected to close later this year. An exact date has not been announced. A shareholder vote on the transaction is slated for February 25th, so coming up soon. Uh, oh, the, the, I assumed the shareholders had already voted and said, like, let me go swim in that money. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's all they're going to say. Uh, the ro uh, There's no way anyone involved is be like, oh, no, I don't want to be rich. Hmm. Uh, the road to AB finally agreeing to acquire the remaining stake of CBA had many twists and turns. The relationship between the two companies dates back decades to AB acquiring minority stake in the Seattle-based Red Hook in 1994. Hmm. Last August, the world's largest beer manufacturer declined to make a qualifying offer of $24.50 per share 
to purchase the 68.8% of CBA it did not already own. A 2016 agreement set August 2019 as the deadline by which AB could make a qualifying offer to pay or pay a fee. Instead, AB paid CBA a one-time $20 million fee. However, AB came back three months with an offer of $16.50 per share. The deal valued the company at $320 million. Prior to the agreement, CBA stock, which shows up showed up on tickers as Brew, which is pretty fantastic, was trading at $7.33 per share and more than doubled after that. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah, you want to get it on that now. Uh, yeah, I... I... <laughs> No, they did pay that one-time fee because that was still cheaper than buying it out for the the it's stock that, price. Because they knew if they t- turned it down, then the stocks would dive and they could buy it cheaper. They're they're not, not as dumb. cheap as seventy seven dollars and thirty three cents a share, but uh, but still. <laughs> um, so CBA's brands will join AB's Craft Division, the Brewers Collective, uh, which includes acquired brands such as Goose Island, Elysian, Tin Barrel, Golden Road. And Wicked Weed, among others. Uh, beyond, you can tell me the last time you were excited about one of those, uh, one of those brands. By the way, about two years ago. Well, okay. Excluding, uh, excluding uh, uh, Bourbon County. Oh, that's <laughs> always the caveat when you mention Goose Island. Uh, really, I don't know. There's not a whole lot of stuff I've still left. There's Goose Island. I mean, there's uh, Bourbon County. All right, fine. <laughs> That one's still good. Uh, what was the day before they bought Wicked Weed? That would be the last time I was excited <laughs> about. I just see Elysian, though, and I still see their stuff out there, and I'm like, man, everyone no. still But it's going just that one beer, really? Space dust. That's what everyone will go, oh, no, it's still good IPA. I'm like, is it? Is it's it? fine, but, yeah. you like, know, the IP mar- IPA things. market has grown since then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, beyond DOJ approval, the proposed marriage of AB and CBA may face one additional hurdle. A lawsuit filed on January 29, 2020 in the U.S. District Court for the District of Delaware alleges that CBA released a proxy statement on January 21, 2020 that omitted material information with respect to the proposed transaction, which renders the proxy statement false and misleading and violated the Securities Exchange Act of 1934. Are you That's getting my, like, are, favorite? Are you getting a hard on yet for all of these old acts from the 30s to the 70s? Are you about some law? Guess what? The plaintiff Eric Sabatini Sabatini is seeking a jury trial for a class action lawsuit, and he is asking the court to prevent CBA and AB from proceeding with consummating or closing the proposed transaction. Among other requests. Not where I expect the word consummating to just to be (laughs) hanging around, but okay. According to court documents, Sabatini purchased 50 shares of brew stock for $9.88 a share on September 3rd, 2019. The CBA spokesperson declined to comment on the lawsuit. Hmm. What I'm picturing, though, is just, it's a, a, oh, what's the, the, the phrase I'm thinking of? Oh, back on the consummating. ABM Bev is going to carry the Craft Brewers Alliance <laughs> over the threshold once this, once all of this is taken care of. And they're yep. just like, ah. Uh. Right, right. <clears throat> they will indeed. With the other wives. Yeah. The sister <laughs> With wives the other, situation. With their sister wives. <laughs> yeah. With the sister wives. 
So yeah, but that's, what the, we, that's the term for, right? But who, who's, I, I, yeah, who's gonna be the yeah. the loud college uh, fraternity next door that never stops partying and just keeps taking over all the neighborhood buildings? Brewdog. <laughs> I, I mean, like I feel is. like that's what Brewdog is trying to do. That's. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Uh, because BrewDog has unveiled a series of sustainability and initiatives designed to future-proof its operations, along with a new-look brand. And nothing screams frat house kegger like new sustainable sustainability initiatives designed to future-proof its operations. Millennial AF. Look, a couple <laughs> of the guys took some took some new courses, and and they're going green. How green are? squirrel koozies i mean you're reusing <laughs> you're reusing reducing and recycling exactly using a, you're using all those r's <laughs> indeed um so the ellen based i guess that's the city it's actually yes. in scotland uh craft brewer has outlined its commitment to ensuring quote we have a planet to make beer for in the future great uh it's like the that should just be a slogan everywhere really uh with six environmentally focused pledges nike we have a planet to make beer for the make beer in the future <laughs> i mean <laughs> these include introducing a process to repurpose imperfect beer to create vodka thereby reducing wastage wastage uh, and a drive to promote upcycling by accepting used beer cans from any brand to reuse for its product. Uh, yeah. it, it's also inviting customers to trade in 50 empty beer cans to become a BrewDog equity punk, taking a share in the company's crowdfunding campaign. I'll do that. Yeah, that sounds Yeah, fine. I can do that. <laughs> uh, the Brewers Tomorrow Fund... have a fund. very smelly, smelly trunk, though, driving <laughs> that up to the nearest BrewDog. Yeah. Uh, or will it just be amazing if that was the smell? I don't know. Uh, the Brewers Tomorrow Fund has pledged to invest an additional one million pounds a year to support research initiative and initiatives that help the brewing industry to have a positive impact on the world. Excuse me. As well as to support charitable causes chosen by the brewers' employees and shareholders. It comes as the business pushed the button on a rebrand of its bars and packaging. Brewdog added that it plans to launch a range of new beers in its four international breweries and one hundred one bars. I forgot that was a number there. <laughs> like 101 bars. Uh, Co-founder James Watt said, We've made it here by shaking up brewing and crafting a community-owned business that is 100% powered by people. This marks a new dawn. Welcome to the new brew dog. What they and mean by that they is... Are, punk, punk. They are like the best cult leader in beer. Yeah. <laughs> like that all sounds a little Kool-Aid-ish. You say it's uh, <laughs> punk IPA is people is what they're, they're getting at. Yeah, uh, <laughs> man, can can I be drug out of uh, the the Brewdog tap house in Cincinnati screaming punk IPA punk IPA is people? We should at very least film that, you know. Uh, the announcement follows on from the um, from the Brewers Unicorn Fund, a commitment to share ten percent of annual profits with its staff and to donate a further ten percent to charity. Look, what? that's that's less that's less silly than it sounds. The unicorn is the nat is the national animal of Scotland. Yes, true, true. Uh, Watt added, 
Brewdog may have grown grown up a bit, but our underdog spirit is alive as ever. We want to make sure that we're working to inspire a new kind of business, business with sustainability at its core. Real change takes time. Look, it has to be so, said that I can't remember who it was that did the whole comedy bit because the national animal of Scotland is the unicorn, and it seems like there were two countries ahead of the game when people like everyone's picking national animals because England's like the lion and the U.S. is like give us a bald eagle, Scotland's just sitting there going "eff it," <laughs> a unicorn. unicorn. China's over there going a dragon. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they knew what was up. Now here's here's the thing. This this quote from Brewdog that says we may have grown up, but our underdog spirit is a, is as alive as ever. And all I can think of is it's like, you know what's really punk rock? Reducing your greenhouse emissions. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of thing you would have a punk show like to donate money for. It's like Henry Rollins. He's like, you know what's really punk? <laughs> being politically active (laughs) yeah i mean and don't get me wrong you could make a case for that it just sounds funny in the middle of like you know what's really anarchy in the uk going green (laughs) (laughs) uh but yes um so in december brewdog announced it will open a bar in london dedicated solely to drinks without alcohol as it seeks to capitalize on the growing trend for alcohol-free drinks the company's Equity for Punks crowdfunding initiative, launched in 2010, has, sent, has seen it raise 73 million pounds over six rounds, with the latest round set to close in April. Pounds Bre- over rounds. <laughs> Every time I see the symbol, too, I'm like, not euros, not euros, pounds. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. It's, well, y- why is because the current prime minister drove a bus around the entire country insisting <laughs> that... Yeah, that's uh, fair enough. Um, Brewdog was uh, last year ranked 71st in UK's 150 most valuable brands, up from 109 in 2018. Its brand value was found to ha- have risen by 89% since last year to reach 1.2 billion pounds, and it shows no signs of slowing down. Um, if if anyone feels like they're going to be like the the that could conceivably grow into this weird new big beer brand mm-hmm. Brewdog kind of has that Brewdog and ha- Boston Beer are like neck and neck for this Yeah, yeah. I think Boston Beer has them on production right now <laughs> we need we need uh, 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 Jim Cook to go over to Scotland to talk to these guys because what's going to end up happening is he's going to buy them because he's drunk See, that's I, what, I that, want that. I want to see a meeting with them so, so badly. Someone needs to, an equity punk needs to get a seat on one of the upcoming flights that'll be come that'll be mm. leaving from Columbus, Ohio, and going to Edinburgh, Scotland. One of the Just when they put do Jim that, Cook on it instead. And put Jim Cook in their seat. Yes. Like, go, Jim. Go. <laughs> go do go do the Lord's work. Hey, uh, everybody. <laughs> Okay, final yeah. final thing from this article, just because I don't remember us drink talking this, about this, but that doesn't help. Drink this plane under the table. <laughs> I mean, uh, the investment will help finance the construction of its major new brewery, which will open in Edinburgh in 2021. It's in Edinburgh. Yes. Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yes. Uh, I don't oh, know man. how to go to the next one. <laughs> they, they're growing so big, almost as big as Italian wine counterfeiters. There you go. Yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> Don't draw attention to the segue. Uh, 
Anyway, Italian police seized one million liters of counterfeit wine, proving once again counterfeit wine is the most important problem to solve in Europe. In Italy, apparently. Well, that just makes sense. July 20, uh, so it's not July, January 22nd. <laughs> not even the same amount of letters, guys. All those J's. All those J's. In Justin 22nd. Uh, <laughs> No, January 22nd, uh, Italian police seized over 1 million liters of counterfeit wine during a series a series of dawn raids in the northern region of Lombardy. Uh, five were arrested in connection with the production of fake Oltrepo Pavas, uh, DOC and PGI wines. Uh, Miniatures Wine Business International reports. Uh, the confiscated bottles contained extra sugar, prohibited grape varieties, <gasps> and hold on to your, please be ready to, to clutch your pearls, additives uh, to mimic the flavor and aroma of real Oletropo Pavase wines. No. Yes. yes. Numerous yes. cases were also falsely labeled as organic, resulting in a product that was not only harmful, according to prosecutors, uh, uh, not not harm that was not harmful according to prosecutors just fraudulent okay oh well i was gonna say what is it strychnine in the bottle <laughs> look that wood alcohol is what gives it its flavor <laughs> uh we don't have any wood alcohol all right just use wood blue <laughs> uh the raid was the culmination of a year-long investigation into the cantina de de cantelo canetto uh, wine cooperative. I like how when I'm trying to pronounce things, I'm slowly sounding more and more like the uh, uh, Google Translate voice. <laughs> Ganeto. <laughs> it makes it more authentic. <laughs> <laughs> the Google makes it authentic. Yeah. Uh, which is located about 35 miles south of Milan in Oltrepo Pravas region. Uh, after receiving a tip-off about the co-op's uh, 2018 vintage, the police bugged phones and used video surveillance to obtain necessary evidence to make their move. It's currently unknown whether any of the counterfeit wine was export, uh, exported. You know it was. Some of it <laughs> made it out. Uh, several high-profile figures uh, were among those arrested, including Cantino de Caneto uh, Cooperative Chairman uh, and the vice chair of the local branch, Asilione, Asilione, uh, whatever Italian word starting with A, uh, Italy's winemaking as makers association. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> all right. This one went all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Sadly, this is not the first time. Uh, Oltrepo Passive, a lesser-known region in Lombardy, is known for its Pinot Noir wines, had become news for wine fraud in 2014. The Italian police arrested over 200 people in connection with counterfeit DOC wine production. Uh, as a prosecutor, uh, Gregorio Raposo said in the press conference to the day of the arrests, lessons have not been learned. <laughs> yeah. Uh... I'm just saying, like, this this seems like it was the highest priority in Italian, Italian legal proceedings. I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, but one million liters, like that's the amount that's is not what's small. so staggering <laughs> about it. That's uh, I, I wanted to find a way to convert that into ballast points, but I couldn't. <laughs> uh, 
Depends on how. Yeah, no, I got nothing. Well, uh, we we could say uh, it's how many percentiles of a ballast point would you pay for a fifty-five year Yamazaki? <clears throat> Indeed. Uh, well, forget Pappy. <laughs> what's its What's its gas mileage? Uh, An upcoming aged release from Japanese whiskey house Suntory looks set set to become this year's unicorn bottle. Which, if you haven't listened to it, we just recently did an entire episode about uh, Suntory. Very We did, and I was only half joking. What is the name of the motorcycle thing that I'm actually thinking of? Uh, Kawasaki. Okay, thank you. No, that's not right either. Hold on. That's that's oh. what I was thinking of, whether it was motorcycles or not okay, in okay. material. But yeah, I was I was right there with you. Okay. Uh, according to the Japan Times, Suntory will release a limited edition 55-year Yamazaki single malt this summer. The single oldest expression malt. ever released by the Japanese whiskey pioneer. Single malt. Were they making Japanese whiskey 55 years ago? <laughs> Well, actually, we know that answer. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. I was like, okay, and insert uh, dress to kill <laughs> well, 50 no. years, years ago. No, no one, one was alive then. then. To find out if they were making whiskey uh, 55 years ago, go and listen to our Suntory episode. Indeed. I'm just saying that was the most American thing. 50 years <laughs> ago. Surely not. No. No one was, no one alive. was alive then. <laughs> so uh how limited is this release well only 100 were made mm-hmm. <laughs> and to get one customers have from february 5th to the 14th to enter a lottery in, in japan. japan important point here in japan and so uh this you're is telling me that uh, the the cost of the ticket is not uh, plane <laughs> ticket is not included uh probably not uh and this is not to win a bottle outright Merely the privilege of dropping 3.3 million yen. Is that yen? I don't know. Yes. yes. Uh, or just over $30,000 after tax on the limited edition whiskey. Yeah, no, this that's, isn't, uh, this isn't that's, one of those duty-free pa- shop auctions. Yeah. I was going to say, it's uh, it's Pappy Laws here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it says uh, it's a relative bargain, though, compared to the 50-year Yamazaki that I auctioned for three hundred forty-three thousand dollars in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, oh, it hurts. Uh, <laughs> worldwide demand for Japanese whiskey has skyrocketed. Some of the best bottles have become increasingly scarce in stores around the world. Best, some of the like most like middle some shelf. The, yeah, have just, uh, hard to some find. of the most average <laughs> are just gone. <laughs> Forget the best. Uh, no, they've become... not, that, not that Japanese whiskey is not fantastic. Oh, just that God, even yeah. the brands that are not amazing, you can't find. The Japanese yeah. shelf turds fly off the shelves <laughs> here now. Uh, we're, yeah. Uh, in 2018, Suntory halted sales of its beloved Hakushu 12 and Hibiki 17 altogether. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the shortfall in availability may have actually been part of the inspiration of this new release. Concerned that it hadn't put out a new Yamazaki in some time, Suntory saw an opportunity to tap into its old whiskey, oldest whiskey stock, according to Kengo Tori, Suntory's head of whiskey. Tori also noted that, uh, to the Japan Times, he was younger than the whiskey in this release. Because, <laughs> mm, sure. Tastes like granddad. <laughs> 
Uh, for diehard Japanese whiskey lovers with five figures to spare, the clock is ticking to book your flights. Winners will be contacted at the end of February, and the ultra-rare bottles will ship to Japanese addresses by July. Oh, so, just okay. in time for the Tokyo Olympics, it says. <laughs> so, okay. Forgot about that. Let's figure out the exact cost. This would cost someone here in America, because not only do you have to, to fly over there just to put down the... You gotta the... get, like, a P.O. box or some shit. You gotta have, you gotta have a P.O. box. Yeah. You gotta have someone in with you on, basically, because they're gonna ship this bottle to a Japanese address. You can't go and pick it up. Or, can right. you do an Airbnb and have it shipped to that address? Well, they're gonna need... So, upon entry, they're gonna need the address. So, it's yeah. gonna be an Airbnb for the next month. I mean... From what's well, that? no. No. Because they are... They will be contacted at the end of February. Those things will be oh. shipped in hey. July. Oh. So you've got to set up like some kind of... you got to set up a deal with a resident. That's if the only you, way. If you're over 21 and a student, do study abroad in Japan like yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> like You need to be heading out there right now. And have a lot of money to spare. Yes. Or work for a company that is partnered with a Japanese company and puts you out there a lot. And there's a company like Flat or something that you can mm-hmm. just use that address. If you work in IT, basically, just <laughs> I feel like that's when you have actual money. <sighs> well, speaking of people with actual money, <laughs> right? Uh, these people shouldn't have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the people we're talking about in the Japanese thing, but the people who are getting their own reality TV show on MTV. The Bush Beer Family. <sighs> okay, hold on. I have to like brace myself for this story because it's it's real annoying to me. <laughs> <sighs> Less than a year after Billy Bush Senior shattered his shuttered his independent label, Craftig, the heir to the storied Bush Beer Family is back, and he's got uh, this time he's got a TV show. So unfortunate. According to the exclusive announcement by People's Magazine, uh, Bush Sr. and his family will be starring in a new reality TV series, The Bush Family Brood. Mm. Name doesn't even make sense. No, that's so bad. They're saying, because it's brood as in past tense of brewing, but they're meaning brood as in the kids. They're brood. They're yeah, family. no, I'm just no, saying. It's, it's also not a good... No, it's not. It's, it's terrible. Just, it's just actually bad. Well, it will premiere March 5th at 9 p.m. Eastern on uh, MTV. The show will reportedly offer an intimate look into the Bush's family's uh, Bush into the Bush family's home life, as Bush Senior, his wife Christy, and their seven children break ground on a new craft brewery on their property. No, it can't. It, by definition, that won't be a craft brewery. Preview assures the show will be a family affair. Each of the seven Bush children, aged 12 to 28, and saddled with archetypes like the responsible one, the sweet one, etc., will take on their share of the spotlight. But don't expect it to be a modern remake of the Brady Bunch. This thing will be canceled by March 6th. As he attempts to return to his family roots, Bush Sr., the great-grandson of Anheuser-Busch co-founder Adolphus Bush, is also attempting to clean up the notorious uh, a notorious public image. In addition to biting off another man's earlobe in a 1981 bar fight, <laughs> as one does, you know, Bush Senior w- uh, was more recently charged with assault after a scuffle with a sixth grader. Because 
And uh, I guess mm. uh, the parental advisory warning, because, you know, shit happens when you party naked. That was in 2018. <laughs> Just he denied a... the charge, by the way, and instead pled guilty to disturbing the peace. This is the perfect show for MTV, right? That's... <laughs> This is why this show is going to last for a billion years. Roughly, yeah. Don't don't even give it credence. No. With nine lovable, rowdy people under one roof, chaos inevitably ensues, people writes, adding, it's up to matriarch Christie to maintain the peace. It's up to someone else with it a It sounds match. like a tall but thoroughly, and I'm quoting here, entertaining order. Look, I'm not a big fan of a lot of reality TV. Unless it's Gordon Ramsay yelling at people, I don't really have much time for it. I think Queer Eye is probably the only... Also Queer, Queer Eye. Queer Eye and British Bake Off, and I'm good. Or is there a British person trying to improve the way someone else does something? <laughs> Basically, that's true. <laughs> then then I, if not, I have no time for your reality TV. Is yeah, there that an must Ameri- be a factor in all, all is things. Is there an American version of a British person trying to improve someone else? That's what, that's what the two of you are into. <laughs> anyway, uh, all I'm saying is this seems like a train wreck, and please don't watch it. Yes. Oh God. I, I almost... And also, I think because he got bought out by AB and Bev, I think. But yeah, like like he doesn't. He may own stock in the company, he but if he opened up something else, that company wouldn't have ownership of it. Technically, he could he could make something that is quote craft depends I don't, we'd have to look into exactly what's going on there right but by by law of law of beer anything he touches is not craft i mean fair in fact it becomes crap immediately right. you know it, it's so bad i need something to wash wash this taste of my mouth uh, is there somewhere i can go quickly for for a drink Good news if you're in London, uh, there might be some Prosecco ATMs nearby. Well, I'm not in London, so bad news for me. But it's Prosecco, so... Bad news for beer lovers. If you need to, qu- if you need to quickly grab some cash, you can go to an ATM. If you need to quickly grab some Prosecco, you can now go to an APM. Uh-huh. For those Prosecco, Prosecco machine. <laughs> As reported by Australia's Seven News, London wine bar Vagabond, best name for a wine bar on the planet, has decided to pay homage to Santander Bank that formerly occupied the building by installing a bank of bubbles outside its premises. The canary yellow machine dispenses sparkling wine to pedestrians passing by, unlike some ATMs. There are no fees here. Each glass of the bubbly is absolutely free. Oh, this is going to go well. Yeah. So someone's just going <laughs> to drain that thing immediately. The bank well, of- the, the, allegedly, they're limiting it to one glass of Prosecco each. Mm. Yeah, that's... Uh, luckily for anyone wanting more, there are over 160 other wines to try inside. How I'm just wondering how they're limiting it to one. Like, yeah, they look I at you know. and they go like, "Nope, you've scanned your ID. We can't do that." You there? Hand me your ID for a second. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, is there? I mean, yeah. It kind of defeats the purpose if there's a person there doing. I don't know if there's some other way that it's checking that it's a new person. You can just grab passersby and go, "Hey, do this thing." Okay, let me grab that from you. Get out of here. Just wanted your prosecco. <laughs> 
Or is it going to be like a uh, Breaking Bad situation? Someone's just going to like drive back a truck up to it and drive off with it and drain all the Prosecco out? Yes. Probably that one. Uh, I well, mean, <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a fun time anyway. Yes, because, because London. Uh, well, um, Prosecco, what a great transition into our uh, main show in a bit. Uh <laughs> In the wine land. Uh, mm, yeah. <laughs> go with me here. I guess this is a good, <laughs> uh, good time to remind everyone that uh, this show, particularly, is brought to you by our patrons at Patreon, as we always start it. And uh, just a reminder that sometimes uh, credit cards expire and debit cards, and you need to re-up them. But uh, every dollar counts for us here. So every dollar, five dollars, whatever it is, a little bit a month. Keeps keeps this show coming to you. Yes, it does. And uh, we'd like to remind everyone, of course, that this is our news-only show. Uh, but we do also do a weekly long-form show discussing the science and history around what you drink. And uh, as he mentioned, you can go to patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow if you would like to support us. Um, just as little as a dollar a month. And we're good. Good for us. <laughs> or go and check out the shop. You can get something for yourself. Get a yes, shirt, uh, a hat. Have a drink store.com actually for that one. Shirts, you know, all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, once again, we will see you next time. I am Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. And I'm Christopher Walker, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> <laughs>